counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut, you better want it in your bones. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast, it's Dane and Wags. Wags, we're 3-0. We are 3-0, and baby. I am super happy. Not the sharpest performance today, but uh, it's really nice when Packers are apparently a good enough team that we don't have to play our best, and, and we're still going out there and getting some solid wins. Yeah, I, Wags, we've got a lot of opportunity to grow. There's no doubt about that. We can see that. Uh, you know, with, with all three games we've played so far, uh, but the big thing is there's no style points. Uh, in this league, and, and to go 3-0 and after a tough start against two division rivals in the Denver Broncos, I'm pretty darn happy about that. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a team that I think in the Denver Broncos will win some ball games. And uh, first half, I thought they really had a, a really nice game plan. And about kind of what we expected uh, when we talked about it heading in, uh, control the clock, try to get that run game going, and take their uh, shots when they needed to with Flacco. In the first half, I thought they played very, very well on the offensive side of the ball, and that really helped their defense to keep the Packers off the field. We really only had three possessions. I'm not quite sure why we didn't uh, try to move the ball a little bit more with the minute left in half, didn't have the best field position. But for all intents and purposes, really only had three offensive possessions in the first half. So give the Broncos coaching staff and players some credit for sticking to and executing a game plan that we really expected to see coming in. Yeah, you know what? I think this is probably – and, and uh, Candidly, I haven't watched every team, you know, very closely or anything, but the Denver Broncos have to be one of the better 0-3 teams in uh, in the NFL right now. I thought that last week against the Bears, they were pretty darn close to winning that game. And that's why I think that I thought that this game going into it was going to be even tougher than, you know, a 2-0 team versus an 0-2 team going in because the Broncos had a lot to prove. Um, you know, they, they weren't looking to go 0-3 with their new head coach. I thought the Packers, after two big wins against division rivals, could have, uh, I don't want to say a letdown game because the Broncos are a good team, uh, but, you know, a couple emotionally charged victories. I was curious to see how we'd come out. So uh, all things considered, certainly not uh, a perfect performance by the Packers, but uh, to, to turn around and win this game after those emotionally charged games, I thought it was pretty darn good. Uh, thought that we saw some more glimpses from the offense, but uh, to your point, Wags, uh, weren't on the field all that much in the first half. In the second half, uh, was able to do a little bit here and there, uh, but we still haven't seen a, a complete performance from this offense, and um, it makes me, I wouldn't say I'm worried at all about it yet, but I, I and I think Aaron Rodgers spoke to this uh, in the press conference that uh, we need to start looking at the potential and making the potential a reality now. And I think that we're getting 
close to a quarter of the way through the season already, and it's time for us to start to see a little bit more output out of this offense. We see glimpses, but can we see three quarters or four quarters of complete football on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. So, Dane, why don't we just dive into it then, kind of with some of those overall thoughts out of, out of the way. Uh, what what did you think in that first possession? Uh, we seemed to come out pretty sharp again, which is nice to see the second week in a row. And uh, that was an exciting play, uh, able to draw Broncos offside, get a free play, and you know Aaron Rodgers was going to take a shot, and he was able to get MBS streaking down the field. Yeah, Wags, that was vintage Rodgers, wasn't it? Uh, the, the draw offsides, uh, the look, the deep play. And I was really pleased with what MVS did today. I thought that he had a couple other really nice plays after that series as well. Um, he had one drop, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in, in the game. But uh, otherwise, I thought he had a really strong performance. Was uh, He looked good, uh, you know, running his routes today. And there's no doubt about it in my mind that he's the number two wide receiver for the Packers now going forward. Yeah, yeah he had one costly drop on third down that would have kept the chains moving. And another – that I don't know if you can really blame him. It would have been a really tough catch, but uh, he had his hands on the football. Uh, so uh, he was targeted 10 times today uh, by far really? the most of anyone on the team. Yeah, the second most was uh, Devontae, uh, who, who only had four targets, four catches and four targets, and we can get into that more. But MVS was definitely the main guy that Aaron was looking at you. Uh, for most of this game. He had six catches for 99 yards and that touchdown. So it wasn't just that deep pass, as you said. Aaron was finding him on some other plays all throughout this game. That's exciting. And we were without uh, Kumaro today, so really we were going with those top three options of Adams, Geronimo, and MVS. Uh, I know Aaron uh, missed Geronimo early in the game as well on a, on a high pass, or Geronimo wasn't able to go all the way up and get it. Um, and that ball was just, a, I think, a misfire on Aaron Rodgers' part. Uh, but I think Geronimo is going to need to continue to step up and uh, continue to work and, and get on the same page as Aaron in this offense um, because he he does look like the third wide out right now um, on the offense uh, you know, he had that big touchdown last week, but kind of had an up-and-down performance. And this week, just didn't think that he was really able to uh, differentiate himself against the Denver Broncos. Yeah, he also had a, a, a drop early in the game, and that was kind of in their second possession, sort of ugly. He had a drop sort of falling backwards, hit him right in the hands, and then we get the delay of game on the very next play. Yeah. And it seemed like everything was going wrong on that possession. And that was an opportunity after getting a stop on the Broncos' first offensive possession to continue that rhythm, and they just really weren't able to capitalize. So that's that inconsistency, I think, that we've been seeing all year. And, uh, you know, Geronimo's got to make that play because uh, early in the game, late in the game, it doesn't matter. Those are the types of things that can – uh, really be drive killers and, and make make it difficult for the offense to pick up that rhythm and, and keep things moving uh, and keep those chains moving all, all the way down the field. Yeah, and what do you think of, what do you make of Devontae Adams? You touched on Devontae. 
I, he runs the, the best routes in football. If he's not the number one route runner in football, uh, he's right up there in the top three. But I've watched him play, and you've watched him play for years now. And he's just crisp in how he gets out of those routes. And I thought that play today um, uh, where they, they challenged if, if Adams pushed off um, was really just a, a classic example. Um, he didn't push off, man. He He just put his hands on that guy's back because – he let that receiver run in the dirt, or, you know, run past him, and uh, Devontae was able to just turn around and make that nice back shoulder catch. And I thought that was just a really nice example of how tight uh, of a route that Devontae can run, and he does it all the time. I mean, time and time again, he's able to get open uh, where other receivers just wouldn't be able to do against the defense. Yeah, absolutely. I think they've got to find a way to get him the ball more. I mean, he's targeted four times, he has four receptions. And he, you just said it. He, he's always seems to be open, but the Packers only ran 50 offensive plays today. And so it's tough. Uh, they, they had 23 rushes and 27 passes. And so they were pretty balanced overall. Um, but, uh, with only 50 plays, that's just not, uh, the number of plays that you would expect to typically see. Uh, granted, some of that was because of the takeaways that the defense was able to get. They were playing on short field, and they converted pretty quickly on a couple of those possessions. So um, that 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 definitely plays into it as well. But I, I think there's going to have to be something to hang their hat on. So I guess that's my question for you, Dane. Yeah. Do you feel like the offense took a step forward this week? Was it a net neutral, or did they in some ways take a maybe just a minor step back? You know, you know what, Wags, so it's funny you say that because, uh, you know, right after the game, we, we posted, uh, uh, you know, we're 3-0, and uh, send your comments or questions to us, uh, you know, either give us a call or, or on our social media. And you know what kind of made me chuckle was I was reading through them before we hopped on here tonight to do this podcast. And even in the comments, it was kind of split on how people saw the offensive performance. And, uh, you know, we, we had, uh, uh, some folks, uh, saying, uh, like Misty from, from Akron, Ohio was like, Rogers throwing the ball looking good, you know, finally. Uh, but then we had other people saying the Packers offense needs to put a complete game together. So I thought overall, um, I wouldn't say there was a step back because we were able to, to make plays happen. We scored the most points that we, that we've been able to score here. Um, so I thought overall I was pleased with the offense. They did enough to win, um, but, you know, it's a net neutral to maybe a slightly better, but I didn't really see any real improvement from uh, two to three, from week two to week three. I think that they stayed relatively the same here, and what really what it comes down to is I'm not looking for the Packers to just, uh, you know, blow teams' doors off week in and week out offensively. But what I would like to see is uh, like a similar tempo uh, from maybe quarter one to quarter two to quarter three to quarter four, and uh, maybe a little bit more control of the offense. It just felt a little bit again today like there wasn't quite the control of the offense that we need uh, to, to maybe put away some of the better teams in this league. What's, what's your take on that? Well, I thought we definitely did some good things today. I don't want to take anything away from them, but I think what was discouraging for me is that we really didn't get the ground game going too much. Aaron Jones 
only had 18 yards uh, and uh, on 10 carries. It was really uh, uh, Jamal Williams that was the, yeah. the, the back that was really making plays in the run game today. So they were able to get 77 yards rushing. That's that's definitely a step back from last week. And, you know, aside from the free play, there was really no explosion from this offense. So that was part of why I framed the question the way I did. Um, it, it wasn't really anything that you could say they did particularly well. Uh, certainly they had, uh, like I said before, a few nice plays. I really like to see that wheel route um, uh, to you. Uh, your favorite uh, fullback in football, and Danny Vitale, made a nice oh, catch. that play, way. I was, that was great. And he was down, but I was really, really hoping that the replay would show that <laughs> he had crossed the goal line uh, because he – that's a play that I've been waiting to see for a few seasons now is to get either our fullback or our running backs out on a flat one-on-one and running that wheel route because I – uh, Roger showed how well he's able to deliver on that pass. And uh, I'll tell you what, Vitaly looks pretty darn good as a receiver running down that sideline. Um, and, and then on that play, that was just a beautiful pass. Uh, I was not taking anything away from it. Yeah, it's a free play. So there's not going to be too many consequences. But Rogers just let loose, and, and MBS ran right under it, made a nice catch, and that was a thing of beauty. Um, I was a little bit discouraged, too, that we weren't able to get our tight ends involved. Uh, what do you think of that? I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy Graham, we, we know he was banged up all week, but only got one target on a pass that was thrown at his feet and really doesn't count for all intents and purposes. Uh, so two weeks in a row without a catch, what's going on there? Is that something to be concerned about as we move forward, or do you think he can get it going here? I'm concerned, and I, I, I've i been vocal since last year. I thought that uh, Jimmy Graham, uh, you know, had his difficulties last year. We talked about him uh, in the preseason here, prior, I guess, to the preseason, during the off season, about the possibility that he could have been a, a potential cut candidate uh, from the Packers. And I'll tell you what, I thought that Jimmy, he's definitely hampered by this injury, right? He's got this groin injury uh, that occurred, but, um, you know, Jimmy Graham is here to be a playmaking, receiving tight end. And uh, this week, Mercedes Lewis, I thought, had a really nice play uh, early in the, in the game in the first quarter here with that catch. And uh, it looked like Rodgers was, was actually um, targeting Tunyon. Bob Tunyon down the line there early in the game as well just missed him on that deep route uh, early in the game. And, and it was almost like Jimmy Graham was the third option on the offensive side of the ball uh, at the tight end position behind a uh, renowned blocking tight end and a second-year tight end, that makes me concerned. And I know that he he is, again, a little bit banged up, uh, but it's almost like the, uh, the, uh, the they don't have the chemistry right now that they need, and that concerns me now that we're sitting here in the second year that on those third and short plays, we had some real challenges on third down uh, again today and being able to convert our third downs, that he wasn't able to look Jimmy Graham's way with any confidence. Yeah, and let's talk about that third down efficiency or lack thereof. They were two, uh, two for nine again today. So this is an offense that with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, and this was going back to last season now, they have just struggled mightily at third down. 
And it wasn't a situation today where it was the defense getting after Rodgers and getting a lot of pressure because he was only knocked down to the turf, I think they saw one time today. And so the offensive line, let's just give a quick kudos to them for the masterful job they did in pass protection today was just awesome, awesome job. So you got to talk uh, some positives there. But what's what's going on with these third down situations that you've got a quarterback as smart as Aaron Rodgers and got playmakers out on the field, but for whatever reason, things just don't seem to be clicking very well on that down and distance. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't. I'm kind of at a loss there. I thought that uh, when we were able to convert some of these plays, uh, I, I would still, I go back to wanting to lean on on some of our running back plays a little bit more. I'd like to see more of these uh, short route, uh, quick throws because I'm confident that our receivers are able to to um, make a good first move on some of these third downs and make plays. Uh, but also, um, can Jimmy Graham show up? Uh, on these third and fours, and are we running the right routes to, to make sure that he's successful? Because using that big body, he's a matchup nightmare uh, against linebackers, okay? And, and even against safeties with his big body and his height uh, and his just his sheer size here. So uh, I, I guess I'm a little concerned here because you're right, this goes back to last season. It's trickling into into the new year, and right now, you know, we've got these wins. So, uh, you know, all's well, but, um, you know, a couple losses and, and we're sitting here going, why can't we convert on third down? And I, I hope that we're able to maybe mix in Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, uh, Vitaly on these third downs to maybe help out and pitch in where um, perhaps Jimmy Graham and others uh, right now aren't able to maybe get that done. Uh, what What's your read, Wags? Because do you think it's, it's as simple as, um, play calling changes, or do you think that um, we have issues with the current personnel on the team? I don't know either. I'm struggling with it. I will say this. We know that third down for years and years was always such a big down for Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson, and the chemistry that Aaron Rodgers had with those two guys was you know, second to none. And even though he has amazing chemistry with Adams, third down is and is not always his down. I, I'll just put it that way. I don't know that it's because uh, uh, any reason other than you know, right now defenses are going to be keying a lot on Devontae, and I think we're seeing that through three weeks, and it's making it a lot harder for him to maybe get the ball thrown his way as much as he would like to. So until some of these secondary and tertiary guys step up or uh, this, uh, and unless Jimmy's able to get things turned around, I don't know if it's because of the routes or if he's not getting open or, or if Rogers just isn't looking his way enough, but we've got to do something to change because uh, we're going to be facing some better quarterbacks here in the next few weeks. Uh, and, uh, we're not going to be able to rely on this defense to hold teams to under 17 points every week as we move forward. This offense is going to need to come up with some answers and convert at a better than 25 to 30% rate on third down if we're going to win some of these games moving forward. 
Yeah, and I really want to see Geronimo Allison step up. Uh, I texted that, I know, too. We have a Packer watch group, kind of, where we're texting each other all during the games uh, uh, to listeners that are new to this. And, you know, I, I expect a lot out of Geronimo Allison. I thought he flashed as a as a rookie in tough moments, and he's had some injury issues the last couple of seasons. But, um, you know, here in what now I think is his fourth season in the NFL, uh, I think he can be that third down guy. I think he's a big target. I think he runs nice enough routes, and uh, he has good chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. And um, I'm looking to him. I want to see him do it. I'm, I'm not sold on Jimmy Graham uh, being that guy, and, and I, I don't mind saying that. Uh, but that means somebody else has to do it, and I think it can be a team effort. But I would like to see Geronimo Allison be that guy on third and three, third and four, third and five, where Rodgers goes, okay, Adams is double covered. Um, it's time to go to Geronimo. He's going to squeeze the ball, and he's going to move the chains for us. Okay, so I think uh, let's transition over to the defense. I, I agree. I think, needless to say, I think these receivers are going to step up this week, and uh, we're going to get a good good game from them on Thursday. But uh, let's transition over to defense because they just played a awesome game again, particularly, I think, uh, a few individual performances that stood out. And how about Preston Smith, Zaria wow. Smith, and Rashawn Gary getting in there and mixing it up and, and getting a sack and a fumble recovery today. So those guys on the outside linebacker group, let's start with them. Um, yep. Three sacks from Preston Smith and a forced fumble. And Zadarius Smith, I, I was really worried when he was down on the field in the fourth <laughs> quarter, but he was obviously fine and came back in and, and picked up sack number two on that last drive. So um, six sacks combined from these outside linebackers. Dane, what a okay. performance. Wags, Wags. So William from Oregon, uh, from Oregon, uh, over there on the West Coast, uh, made a comment. And he was like, "If this defense stays hot." Oh my. <laughs> and I chuckled because I was like, man, uh, you're, you're saying it right here because uh, yeah, we're, we're hitting the quarterback, uh, at a, at a rate that we haven't seen in a long time. You know what? I saw a stat right after the game here that if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Smiths so far this season through three games have as many sacks as Nick Perry and Clay Matthews had all year last year. Let that thing Wow. Wow. Crazy. So, I mean, money well spent so far from Goody. Um, and, and you know what, Wags? I got to mention Rashad Gary. Uh, he had a solo tackle. He had a few uh, assisted tackles. You're right. He had that big sack there uh, in the in the fourth quarter. He had that fumble recovery. Uh, he mixed in, man, today. And I was really proud of him. And he, he got, you know, he got hurt a little bit again. He was down on the ground. But he was super active today, and those are just the stats. I saw him, his hand was in the dirt during some of these plays. He was doing some stand-up stuff. He was feeding off the Smiths, no doubt about it. And for a third game in the NFL, um, really excited to see him start to progress and start to grow because we know what the Smiths can do. They have been absolutely nasty so far. But if you can add Rashad Gary and he can start to give us the quality snaps that he was giving us today throughout the course of the next, uh, you know, 13 games and hopefully the playoffs, man, we've got a three-headed monster at the pass rush position, and that's just scary for any opposing offenses. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's just those guys up front, they just play with such energy. And I have to tell you, 
I was excited by all of these signings, but what we've seen from Preston Smith so far, he might be the defensive MVP through three games. He has just been making plays all over the field. The book coming in on him was that he was a really solid uh, outside linebacker, scout against the run, could occasionally get after the quarterback. Um, you know, not, wasn't necessarily like a big time playmaker, but uh, a really good player. But, uh, I mean, he's playing, he's just been making pl- impact plays in uh, every game so far. And it's just uh, uh, so exciting to see because those two guys in particular in Preston and Zedarius seem to just complement each other so well. I know we've said it a few times, but then for that young guy in Rashawn Gary to get in there and, and get on the field and make some plays and, and have an impact, you know he's got to be really excited and he's feeding off of those guys as well. So uh, that's a that's a really, really um, encouraging thing to have uh, one more guy to add to the mix. And um, and that's not even mentioning Kyler Fackrell. He's not going to get as many snaps, I don't think, this year. But uh, we know that he can situationally get in there and make some plays and get after the quarterback, uh, as we saw last year with him getting over 10 sacks. So uh, I, I was just uh, super happy with, with their play. They were they were getting after the quarterback all game. And this is three straight games of doing it. So it's uh, something that, I don't know that we're going to get six sacks every game, Dane, but <laughs> they're going to, these offensive lines, it's not just one game or, you know, uh, so uh, you've got to be super impressed with what we've seen from that group. And uh, if they are able to keep it up at even uh, a half this clip in, in games moving forward, we know that we're going to get some pressure from Kenny Clark. And uh, I think we'll even see some uh, Kiki Kingsley and, and even Tyler Lancaster will get some push up the middle and get those quarterbacks off their spots. So um, a really, really impressive performance from all of those guys. Um, and, and then, Dane, we can't – I'd be remiss if I didn't give you kudos for uh, really uh, looking for um, a Savage to uh, get that first interception this week. But uh, he was just all over the field again today. Uh, I, yeah, he got that nice interception. Really, really great uh, catch on that play. Um, kind of shoddy piece of officiating, not letting that just play through. You can always overturn it on, on, since they review all turnovers anyway. Uh, so that, that took some yardage away from them. But um, he, I thought he was uh, really coming up very strong against the run um, and, and made some, some big hits and um, had some other uh, uh, pass deflections and coverage as well. Um, what a, a performance by him and, and then Jair Alexander as well. What can you say? Those two guys are just heat-seeking missiles on the backside of this defense. Wags, I mean, it, it's it's crazy. Very rarely, and I know, three-game sample size, but it's so rare to see so many of these things all landing and hitting uh, all at the same time with the draft picks, with the with the free agent signings. And what's even more unique about it, I think, is how they're all meshing as teammates together. These guys really seem to like each other, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they keep running down after every turnover and getting a team <laughs> photo, and we keep obliging and posting them because they're the best pictures we've got. And i got to say, as long as the defense keeps carrying us, uh, I know that everybody, and us included, are a little bit impatient to get this offense going. But 
you know what? This is a different script. This is a different team. You can win games with a great defense, and the Packers are proving it. I think we got a little bit of anxiety as Packer fans because we're always kind of a little nervous that if the offense isn't good, then the team's not going to be good. But I think this offense will be fine at the end of the day. Let's just be thrilled with the defense that we have. And, yeah, they're giving up a little bit of yardage on the ground, but that's not hurting us at the end of the day. We've only given up 16 points the last two games, even with all the yardage that we have given up rushing. That's part of the scheme. Coach Patton is going to play the pass on this defense. He's fine with giving up some yardage on the ground because once they get down to that other side of the field, the field shortens. If they've got everything dialed up against the pass, uh, they're going to feel pretty good about getting some takeaways, and we saw that again this week. Wags, and, I, and, you know, we've been hearing comment after comment on our social media. I want to give some shout-outs to folks that took the time to comment about uh, the Packers. Uh, Carrie said that I'm loving this year's Packers and the way that they gather for the quick uh, for the quick group shot. I hope they uh, they don't stop. And Dylan from Eau Claire said I love this defense. Uh, we had uh, Jim, or we had um, uh, Andrea from Germany actually that said the defense has arrived, and, and it's you know it's just there's a lot of energy that's going on from uh, of course Wisconsin, but even uh, uh, internationally from Germany, and we had uh, somebody on Twitter from Mexico uh, giving a shout out to the defense, responding to our comment as well. Um, it's just fun to be watching this defense all come together, and there's so much excitement. I think that for so long, us Packer fans have been um, – we're just not used to the defense playing at this, such a level. Uh, and you mentioned that we posted that photo today um, after the game of the group shot, and um, we got to give a shout-out, don't we, to Tony Brown, Packers defensive back, cornerback, for the Packers, who actually ended up liking our post today. So uh, shout-out to Tony Brown as well. It's always kind of cool when the Packers um, are, are giving us a little bit of love for our posts on social media too, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's fun. Uh, it goes both ways. Uh, I That just shows they're hyped. They're loving yeah. this, man. I mean, they're having as much fun with this as we are as fans because they're part of something special. It's part yeah. of something special that's brewing, and there's a long way to go. I get that, but um, and we're going to face some better quarterbacks starting this mm-hmm. week. Um, I think the, uh, we're going to get a little bit of a step up. I would say uh, Carson Wentz is a step up from what we've seen so far. But at the same time, uh, I am just uh, so excited by the energy and the chemistry that we're seeing from this group that even if we have a, a tough game here or there, you just know that they have each other's backs and they are going to bounce back uh, whenever they have uh, some adversity, whether it's an individual play or a tough quarter or a tough game. Uh, This is a defense that I think we're going to be able to rely on pretty consistently all season long. No doubt about it. And now we do turn our attention. We celebrate tonight, but, heck, even tomorrow uh, or, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's a very short week. We take on Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night football under the lights at Lambeau Field, nationally televised football game. Um, Wags, I got to tell you, I don't necessarily love Thursday night football games. I think that it's – 
um, really tough on these guys' bodies. I think it's really tough mentally to turn this around, but the Eagles have to do the same thing that we have to do. Um, they took a, a tough loss today against our division rival uh, in Detroit. Uh, but you mentioned earlier that Rodgers uh, said, you know, he, you know, Rodgers only took one hit today, and he mentioned that in his press conference. He said, normally I'm pretty sore going into these Thursday night games, but um, I feel really good. Um, I see that, and I, I I start to smile because I think with the lights on, I'm looking to see this offense continue to perform, and I'm very hopeful that we're able to contain Carson Wentz and this Philadelphia offense. I know it's going to be a special night for Coach Doug Peterson from Philadelphia. Of course, he was Aaron Ra- or excuse me, Brett Favre's long-term backup here in Green Bay, won a ring with the Packers as the third-string quarterback the 96 season. So, you know, the Eagles are going to come in hyped. They do not want to have another loss on their record. They're used to winning under Doug Peterson. So this is going to be a huge test for the Packers. Yes, we're 3-0, and but Wags, if we're able to go in uh, at home again on Thursday night football and somehow pull out another win and we start the first quarter of the uh, the, the season undefeated, um, I really think the sky's the limit for this Packer team. Yeah, and I, that was I saw that quote, too, from, from Aaron, and I was going to mention that if you hadn't. But that that is definitely something to take note of, and this this is a schedule break for the Packers too. Let's be honest with you, uh, they get this game at home. Uh, Philadelphia has a short week and has to travel. That's always a lot harder on the road team, and so I'm glad that we get these Thursday night games out of the way early in the season. And uh, this is a banged up Philadelphia team. Uh, we'll see uh, how healthy they are if. I know Deshaun Jackson and um, and Alshon Jeffrey were out today, and they had a, a lot of problems with some drops. I think they had seven drop passes today Oof. I saw against the Lions. So um, certainly that will be a point of focus for them, I'm sure. But um, uh, So we'll see. Uh, but if this is a banged-up uh, Philadelphia team, uh, we've got to go out there and take advantage of that. And uh, we might be catching that at the right time because this is another – very talented team, obviously, in Philadelphia. They they were in the Super Bowl champions two years ago for a reason. Uh, they may not have all of those guys on the team this year, but um, we'll get into that. I think we're going to definitely try to preview this game, even though it is a short week. We'll try to preview the game a little bit more uh, ahead of uh, that game on Thursday to give you all a, a deeper breakdown and, and uh, to – uh, have a chance to, to look in and, and see under the hood, so to say, of the Philadelphia program so we have a better idea of what to expect on Thursday. Yeah, so, you know, this this is fun. It's fun doing these podcasts right after a Packer victory. And, you know, Coach LaFleur is in very rarefied air in Green Bay right now, uh, starting the, the season 3-0 and as a first-year head coach. He is in such rare that right now he is standing uh, next to uh, Coach Vince Lombardi. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Real quick, real yeah. quick, Dane. I I have to give J.K. Scott a shout out. I don't Got care it. if we give him a shout out after every game. What mm-hmm. another performance! I mean, this kid is. Uh, I think he's probably. I I haven't been watching all the games across the NFL. Obviously, can't see every game. 
but I'd be surprised if he's not the best punter in the league right now. And he has some huge pit kicks again today to flip the field a little bit. And so I just wanted to give him a, a, a quick mention because uh, that was another sterling performance. Um, yes, from our punter, uh, but uh, he deserves a lot of kudos. Wags, did you see the T-shirt that Mason Crosby wore uh, to, to uh, Lambo the other day? I did not. He, uh, we're going to have to find it and uh, and maybe try to post it on our social media. Uh, but it's uh, I think that it, it says something like game winner, and it's a picture of J.K. Scott punting. Mason Crosby. <laughs> <that picture. laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So it's awesome. Well, so I mean, these guys like each other, and that that goes a long way. I know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business, and it's a job to win these football games. But it sure as heck doesn't uh, hurt at all when the veterans are embracing the young guys, and vice versa. The way that this team is so far. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Dane, uh, I am in a celebratory mood. I don't know about you, but I think uh, we talked about it. The Packers got a win today. Uh, we are celebrating uh, with uh, – I have – I don't know if you're drinking a beer tonight, but I do have a, a Milwaukee uh, IPA from uh, Milwaukee Brewing Company uh, with my official Lombardi's Legends koozie. So I say let's uh, – when we, we share this out, everybody that gives us Go Pack Go on social, uh, we'll enter you in a drawing and uh, randomly select someone to send uh, an official Lombardi's Legend koozie out. Uh, we want to share some love. We're feeling good. So uh, thank you all for listening and supporting us. And uh, that's just one way that we like to uh, uh, share the love back to everyone. So uh, look out for that. And uh, whoever we uh, select from the drawing will be contacting you, and we'll send out a, a Lombardi's Legend koozie so you can celebrate with us in style all season long. Love it. Wags, let's wrap this thing up. Can I get a Go Pack Go? Go Pack Go!